0: Tonight, the great pumpkin will rise out of the pumpkin patch. He flies through the air and brings toys to all the children of the world. I'm telling you, brother, it's a frightful sight for what goes on Halloween night. We're talking It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, and The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Hit it. was the 1980s the eight-team went around helping people steve gutenberg joined the police academy cabbage patch kids caused riots and both linus and ichabod crane were looking for spooky halloween night visitors i'm your host jerry d with another episode of totally rad christmas or halloween the podcast that talks all things halloween in the 80s toys movies specials music and fads if it was gnarly during halloween in the 80s we got it covered now joining me are some totally rad Christmas all-stars. You'll know them from their Christmas wassailing, The Lonely One, and Forgotten Cove albums, and their Halloween style hits The Baron and The Ghost of Ichabod Crane. It's the tubular surf rockers, The Volcanics. Guys, how's it going? Pretty good. How hey, are you <laughs> It's good year. to see y'all. It's been too long, man.
1: Very long. Yeah. Crazy well, year.
0: For real. You guys, uh, got some new stuff coming up?
1: Yeah, we do. We're working on an album. Actually, we uh, um, a new album, full length album, all instrumental album. Jared just got done recording for us. Uh, uh, It's going to be on high tide uh, recordings and uh, it's going to be called Concrete Carver. And uh, we just uh, finished recording it and hopefully we're going to send it off to the mastering very soon.
0: Right on. Quite concrete carver.
1: Oh, uh, uh, skateboarding, (laughs) skateboarding, uh, uh, terminology. So,
0: okay. I had a, I had a cousin who was like super punk back in the eighties, you know, he had the, the Mohawk, uh, the, the, the dog collars, I mean, everything. Um, and he skateboarded a lot, which was, you know, he was awesome at it. I mean, he built a ramp in their backyard and everything. I was terrible. I've never been very athletic except for like tennis. Like I can run like nobody's business, but that's about it really. (laughs) And (laughs) so uh, every time just see him like, you know, doing his tricks and everything. I mean, it was just like, man, this cat. And uh, I mean, that's cool. Concrete carver, right on. Yeah.
1: we, We used to same with us. We would build half pipes in our backyard. And I think out of the group, you know, Jared was pretty good. Jared, Jared wasn't bad.
2: Um, I had a, I had a a few, a few years of pretty decent skateboarding and then, you know, my fear just got in the way. I understand
0: that. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Having just fallen off a ladder and broken my wrist. I definitely understand fear now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It's
1: it's different. My balance is different now. I tried, I tried, you know, cruising around, but it's, it's, it's not the same. So, you know, as you get older, (laughs) things change.
2: My balance is different. Just standing up, dude.
0: <laughs> Things creak a little bit, you got to like warm up oh, before yeah. you get out of bed. Yeah, I got Because You're yeah. drunk, Jared.
2: Oh, right, <laughs> that might have something to do with it, too.
0: Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> um, you know, that's awesome. And high tide, they're the ones that put out your uh, your Christmas uh, Wassily Christmas as well.
1: and, mm-hmm. and our Freak Out EP. Um, so yeah, they're they're putting out our, our full link. this our, fir- our first full link uh, with this lineup, this three piece lineup. I don't know if mark i don't think mark was with us last time but he was like the fourth member he was with the band for like a long time since like 2003 2004 um but he's he he's recently stepped out he bought some um real estate and um you know just you know it's called life settling down so i talk to him a lot you know but um i thought he bought a hot
0: tub <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's still real estate. I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> yeah.
3: Long story short, he doesn't want to hang out with us, man children anymore.
2: <laughs> he got tired of the sweaters.
1: Yeah,
0: the, the sweaters. Well, y'all have been a three-piece since last year, right? It's been, it's been yeah. like a year and a half, almost two years, or something, hasn't it?
1: Yeah. The very last show that we ever played, it was a, Mark had stepped out, and we ended up playing it as a three-piece that was in Monterey. Monterey Bay, right?
3: Uh Morro no,
1: Bay, no, Morrow Bay. Bay, Bay. And um uh, Mark was it there? We were at three piece, and that was our last show. So, you know, we just kept moving.
0: And yeah, here we li- are. Life goes on and concrete carvers need to be made. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Um, so tonight we're gonna be talking about two songs that you guys did that were versions of two songs from two very famous not really eighties, but they showed them all throughout the eighties. Like I remember yeah. both of these two specials, like the teacher would bring in the TV on the cart, you know, like that's how you knew it was going to be like an awesome day. The TV on yeah. the cart, they'd roll it out. Uh, and so Halloween. like, we'd watch these like all throughout the eighties growing up you know, it was, yeah. it was every Halloween or like a couple of days before Halloween. Yeah. Um, so like I'm jazzed to talk about these, uh, these two specials here. One of them is like, I think my favorite it's the, uh, the Charlie Brown one, the it's a great pumpkin. Yeah, And then then of course we're going to be talking about as well as about the, uh, the sleepy hollow one as well. And that one, there's like a lot to it. I didn't remember all of this thing. Like I only remember the end when he's like running from the the headless horseman.
1: Yeah. Like like that's literally
0: the only thing I remembered from it, you know, in the pumpkin and, and he throws it and.
1: It was so impactful. I think that's why, you know, it was so intense, you know, that was Disney at its best, you know, uh, the play on the sounds, the play on you know, the, the nature and sounds, it was just incredible, you know. And, you know, the cartoony, you know, Ichabod, mm-hmm. his long nose, the, the, his horse, his lazy, sleeping horse. Yeah. And then you see this wicked, headless horseman ghost, you know. That was just Disney. That was ultimate Disney right there. You know, and I miss that a lot with Disney nowadays. But, it, it, that,
0: that style reminds me of, uh, was it Chernabog from uh, Fantasia? You know, the, the- yeah it's all yeah, the same
3: yeah. yeah it's probably like similar era right it's that mm-hmm. like yeah. what is it like the nine old men those original animator guys
0: yeah yeah it was around that time right Beautiful. i think i had Ichab- i think i had
3: ichabod on like i remember growing up we have like a vhs tape nice. and it's like mr toad yeah. And Legend of Sleepy Hollow yeah. was like the, it was like a, you know, like a Disney classics, like VHS. That yeah. was, um, like that's how I remember it. But it I always like, gets like Disney got so big at like clipping their own content in the 80s, right? Like it would always be like Sing along songs or like Mm play it on TV or like Disney Mm -hmm. Channel. So you would always, to your point, Frankie, right? You would always see the chase sequence. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like, well, there's like 20 minutes of film before that, like (laughs) into that moment, right? But they would never play it. It was just like, oh, you want to see the chase? Here's the chase, the flaming pumpkin. There's this whole weird setup where he's like, you know, he has like the crush on the girl, right? Like, that's the setup is like Ichabod's like kind of trying to get some. And then yes, the hollow the, the thing happens, but like, let us not forget, you know, like they were hanging out in a bar over here and he just happened to run into a horseman. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like I had yeah. completely forgotten about that whole section. Uh, and I think you're right. It's because they would just play that one little section, yeah. uh, especially like on the Disney channel, you know, it was like in between like the big cartoons, they would just show this little thing, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, like during commercial breaks. And you're there was yeah, there's like a whole thing narrated by Bing Crosby. Yeah,
3: Yeah, it's big. I mean, our our cover of it is the Bing Crosby song from the bar.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're like,
3: oh, I don't remember this. You're like, oh, yeah, it's because you saw like the three minutes they show on like Disney Channel. There's a whole sequence where Bing Crosby like (laughs) sings a song in a bar about Ichabod. Like,
0: yeah, it's a cool tune, man. It's a really cool tune. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of what like like minor one to like five dominant or something. I mean, it's it's like a almost like a minor blues, <laughs> and then there's like a little cool change in there where they like go to the you know the uh, the relative major, uh, but they still keep it like they add the dominance like on the F seven and the G seven and stuff like that. So it's just like it's really bluesy at the same time, and just mm-hmm. Bing Crosby with his crooner voice. Oh, you know, beautiful!
1: I mean? <laughs> Captain vocals too. You know the, the it's just it's it's just brilliant.
0: Cause you know when I think when I think of spooky, I think of being Crosby. But... Same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Um, but you guys decided to to cover that. Why that particular song, or or why this special?
1: Um, shoot, uh, I don't know. I'm the one that had the
3: idea, the dumb idea.
0: I think uh, I seem uh, to recall that from the Christmas episode too. Yeah, I was going to say like it,
3: it, it frequently starts with Frankie coming in. This is this we you. Listeners, I apologize. You've heard this story before. If you go back, there's an episode called "The Snowman." Frankie often comes to us with a VHS from his childhood and says, "I really like this song. We should cover this." Jared and I go, "Oh gosh, this isn't like three keys. It's like in a different time signature." Yeah. Like, and, and then and then we go, "Okay, all right."
2: Like, and then we sort of break it apart. And then we go, "Can we do it in power chords?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. That's right, yeah.
3: Everything you just said, Jerry, about like all these notes and stuff. These two, I just saw them like zone out. They got <laughs> we, we had no idea what you're saying.
0: Like what? Uh, oh, but, yeah. You know
3: we get there. <laughs> yeah. Hey,
0: you know, as long as you get there, just as long as you're not covering like dream theater songs, surf rock, I think you're okay. Yeah. Yes.
3: <laughs> Mike Portnoy, I, I can't hang. So uh, okay.
0: All right. I, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh man. I, I love the cartoon. That song when we stayed with me, you know, it was one of the coolest Halloween cartoons that I remember as a kid. I just yeah. thought, you know, you know, like if we were saying earlier, um, um, You know, there's just this whole sub surf culture that, you know, there's all kinds of spooky surf bands and we haven't really did that many. So I figure, yeah, that's that's, this is a cool tune that we can maybe do something cool with it. And, you know, we gave it a go.
0: Yeah, I think it turned out awesome. And I'll make sure to link to it as well so people can listen to it. But it's uh, I mean, it's cool, man. You guys did a great job.
1: One cool thing about it, too, like I
0: wanted to I wanted to name it, you know, like the
1: ghost of Ichabod, you know, because in the cartoon, you don't know if he it's unresolved. Yeah. 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 Or the headless, you know, he he got killed by the headless horseman. Um, But, you know, I wanted to depict what really happened to him. You know, he actually it was, you know, the headless horseman took his head. <laughs> so, he's a ghost. Uh, I kind of yeah.
0: hope that's how it ended, honestly. I mean
1: as a kid, I was hoping like, no, I wanted him to survive, but in your gut, you know, like, no way, he didn't make it.
0: <laughs> like, no, <nah>, this dude.
3: <laughs> nice guy's finished last, Ichabod. That's what <laughs> I hear. Out of here, yeah.
0: <laughs> was it hard to come up with like uh drum patterns and, and fills and stuff like that for that one?
3: Yeah, there's like a um uh there's like a couple uh fun things in there right like i think um to frankie's point like i think the like the horror especially like the 60s horror stuff and surf tend to go hand in hand a lot right so it's really easy to dial into it and go like oh yeah like the monsters theme was a surf beat. Yeah. you listen to it right so you're like okay i can kind of pull some of that in um there's like a fun turnaround in it in it where like if you listen, there's like a weird woodblock thing that happens because mm-hmm. um, yeah. we kind of needed to turn it around. But luckily that uh, what's helpful about that is since you sort of have this visual to back it up, right? You can go, okay, well, there's these scenes with like, you know, uh, hitting on these like little logs with this hollow sound. So I can kind of pull from that as like a percussion idea, right? Yeah. And then you have this whole horse sequence with these hoofs. So if you listen to the bridge, Underneath all of that, right? um I had to convince Frankie to let me do this, but <laughs> there's like galloping under it, right? I loved it. So it sounds like it sounds like the standard, like Tom, like surf, doing da 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 beat. But mm-hmm. if then if you listen under it, there's like this nice little like galloping pattern under it. So there's so many uh having a nice like visual element to go. Oh, I'm trying to do that. Yeah. To it really easy to go. Oh, like I can just borrow so much from here because I'm just trying to recreate like this feeling over here, right? It's like uh, the reverse of having a song and then making a music video. Mm-hmm. We have a music video, and then we're <laughs> like, how do I make that into a surf song, right? How do I make that visual into a surf song? So all those things, I think, we tried to pull into uh, uh, into the song,
0: right? I, so I used to teach a class on uh, on film scoring, and uh, because I I was a composition major in in. Uh in college and so i used to teach this class because i it was like a bunch of kids that needed a credit they didn't know anything about music so i was like okay how can i how can i like kind of get them into music theory and music history which was what i was supposed to teach so i was like all right let's just talk about like movies and the music in movies um so there's something called like hitting the action which disney was like really famous for really famous
3: right yes mm -hmm.
0: and and that's exactly what you were talking about you know when when they you know, at certain points, they like, make sure you hit the crash, the symbols there, you know, it's it's all this, this music would line up uh, and and things like that. If an anvil was falling on somebody, you gotta, you gotta have that. So there was a lot of that I noticed in this cartoon, they hit the action quite a bit. So what you're saying, like, makes perfect sense to me now. Uh, but at the, you know, trying to, at least for me, when I'm adapting something, um, I always try to like, okay, how can I capture the essence, but make it different? And I think you guys like really nailed it, which is awesome. Because it's it's hard to do. It's hard to do. We talked about that action with the, and, and I think you like nailed it with
3: the like hitting the action. Like that is, uh, uh that's the word, right? Like there's a turnaround at the end of every chorus where right. there's this weird moment that should have a long surf drum fill, but it doesn't. It has like half a measure that it stops. It has two woodblock hits mm-hmm, and it yeah. moves on. Which if you put that on, Concrete Carver, isn't gonna work. But when you're like, Oh no, get it. I'm like doing like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm doing like early, like I'm doing like fifties to sixties era, like Disney animation. Like, Oh yeah, cool. Got it. Like everybody knows the scenes from uh, you know, everything, you know, even as early as Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, like think about how many moments in that where there's a woodblock or these weird moments where mm-hmm. again, to your point, right? Like you're accentuating on screen action. So I was trying to do a lot of that, going, we need a horse. We need like reeds hitting Mm -hmm. logs. You need this sound. You need ambiance. You need all these things to happen. So you can kind of get away with being less like um, pop oriented in how you make the changes in a song. Because all you're trying to do is like tell this weird little visual.
0: Right. It
1: it felt very cartoony at at the end product. It It was really cool. I was very proud of it.
0: Yeah, I mean it's cool. And so Jared, when you're coming up with a baseline for all this, uh like do you normally just try to like stick to the root or or uh you know like what's your thought process when you're coming up with stuff like this?
2: Um it, it all depends on the song, honestly. Sometimes gotcha. the just just sticking on the root notes, you know, is what it needs. But this song was I mean, it needed it needed movement. It yeah. needed like the chase scene. And so that chasing is a walking bass line, you know? There's yeah. no way around it. And then it's always fun to walk when you're using minor chords, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, yeah. it's always fun to walk around. It's like kind of evil, kind of sinister sounding, but it's also <laughs> a little playful.
0: Do you use a lot of passing tones when you're in there, like besides the scale tones?
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Little chromatic walks and yeah. things. Yeah.
0: Right on.
3: Man, Jared has to mix it too, right? So like yeah. Jordan, you know what I mean? Like Jared like mixes and engineers the whole thing. So he has to deal with me going, okay, can we make a horse gallop? And it's going to slowly <laughs> get bigger and then it's going to stop. And then Frankie, you know, there's like uh, some samples in there too of like sounds. Yeah. Uh, uh, in the bri- In the mm-hmm. opening in the bridge, you'll hear a voice, which is a good friend of mine named Eric, who's a voice actor. Oh, okay. Um, I brought in because, you know, there's that like kind of like speech in the bridge. Right. And then if you listen to the beginning, you the, kind the of laughs hear the, and the echoing of like Ichabod, Ichabod. That's a good friend of mine. I've known for a long time named Eric DeLoretta, who I, who, again, Jared has to deal with because we bring it in the studio and I'm like, OK, Eric's going to whisper a lot of things. Can you make it sound <laughs> kind of like the wind. Like, can you just you, you know what I mean? Like poor Jared yeah. has to deal with that kind of stuff from us. Um, and also the base, you know? <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> well, that's gotta be kind of crazy to mix there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was, it was fun though. I mean, this is, this is my favorite kind of project because, um, it's, it's got a theme built into it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, you know what your target is. There's no, there's no question. You're like, <laughs> right. Oh, it's spooky surf cartoon halloween this is gonna be great you know it's it's like super fun to work on projects like that you know like i'm finding samples like of chains and like spooky sounds and frogs and you know like crickets and stuff that we can put in there and and then the the overdub the vocal overdub was super fun because ben's buddy was just like super animated and like we were like, "Hey, scream this!" and he would do it, and it would be great, you know. And we took so much stuff that we never we didn't use, but it he was you
3: know. so. He was so like we. So uh, I'm sort of in the valley or the San Fernando Valley of Los Angeles, and then the guys are in San Gabriel, so it's like about a thirty minute drive. So I had picked up uh, the voice actor that was going to do it, and on the mm-hmm. drive there, we just rotated back and forth listening to the speech that he was going to have to do in this track and uh, the opening of the film and Vincent Price's speech from Thriller. And we just (laughs) rotated them basically for like 30 minutes straight. And so when we walked into Jared's studio, it was like, don't stop. Don't say hello. You're going to walk in, stand in front of the mic and just do Vincent. And he just like came in and just like, it just came out of his mouth. And like, okay, great, good. Wonderful. Like, don't break character. Like, I want you to fully immerse into this for 30 minutes and then you're <laughs> going to walk in and you're going to talk like this. Like, that's, that's pretty been-
1: awesome, Ben. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know
3: you guys were <laughs> this Yeah. We, we, we drilled it because we kept thinking like, you know, we were talking here about like Bing Crosby, right? Like, Bing, right. like you're like, okay, do I want to tell this white voice actor? Like, can you do, a do your best Bing? You're like, I don't know if that's going to work. Like, <laughs> It's going to be better if I set him up. Here. Yeah. Like, push you this way like right you know Vincent price in uh you know thriller monologue or like even the beginning of house on haunted hill right oh yeah voice i was like i just need you to hit this pacing and cadence and he's like oh yeah i got this don't even worry about it like walked in and it like came out on the first
0: take and it was like okay that all right cool see you later like (laughs) all right i'm gonna be at the bar down the street just tell me when you're going home That's awesome. Uh, so what about the intro? Like when, you know, you don't just get into the head, you know, and, and this happens with a lot of jazz songs, too. You know, you got to like you have your intro and then you actually get into the head. So it's like, how do you come up with the the chords or just, you know, everything for the intro?
2: I think we we went back and forth on this quite a bit, if I remember right, because it was like a full band intro and then it was like just a guitar intro. Right. And then it was like we kept going back and forth um i don't even remember though yeah like, i don't even know. Ended up being, i know we
3: ended on i know we ended up with like you hear like the four chords but we knew okay you'll hear the first four you'll hear a pass of the chord progression but mm-hmm. we knew okay we're gonna have eric come in and record all this like ichabod all this sound like we need to set basically it sets a mood right you kind of set a right. tone like okay we're here's the key we're living in Here's the, uh, it's a lot of like, uh, atmo- here's the atmosphere we're going to give you. And then I remember this was a debate where I was like, we were kind of like, okay, it's just going to do the drum beat with no kick drum or anything. It's literally just that, like, kind of borrowing from like a lot of that, like Munster 60s stuff. It's just, uh, I think it's just like a light cymbal and a snare. That's right. And you kind of get the chords, you get the mood, then you get, your bpm and then it drops in because you kind of had to like especially for us i think this is a very different mm-hmm. thing like we don't do this kind of stuff right like there right. are a lot of fans that are known for this kind of stuff we're like the sweater guys you know what i mean like we don't really deliver like the haunted mansion tunes right so we kind of had to set people up to go this is what we're doing uh, this is kind of the vibe. We need to get you in for a couple measures before we drop into it.
0: So it's not one you play live. We haven't played. We the have not part. played Okay, just checking. <laughs> well, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that.
1: <laughs> yeah, we we want to, you know, but just no opportunity yet. So
3: we'll need. I don't know how to get the horse on
2: stage. That's the problem. <laughs> well, you did see coconuts, Ben. Coke, yeah, That's right. You need a coconut guy like <laughs> Monty Python. You know? That's
3: right. <laughs>
0: oh man
2: it actually works we we did it on a previous volcanics record oh really on stampede we recorded coconuts
0: (laughs) nice
3: ours is a wood block right ours was like a wood block with a rubber mallet i think is how we did this
0: one right yes
3: it's like two years ago. This is pre-pandemic questions, so I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand. It seems like like a whole lifetime ago, doesn't it? A different
3: person then.
0: Yeah, for real. <laughs> well, that's cool. Uh, like I said, I just remember watching this, and I know I zoned out because they would, sh- they would show us the whole thing, but I know I zoned out through most of that whole um, beginning part because I only remember the chase. Um, but this the other one that we were talking about tonight is the it's a great pumpkin charlie brown and this one i mean i know like the back of my hand i have to watch it every year with my kids or it just doesn't feel like halloween you know uh it's one of those i mean it's iconic it's from 66 same kind of era um what made you choose i think the song is called breathless and so and it's actually not even written by vince guiraldi it's, no. uh, it's by, I think, John Scott Trotter, who is like the yeah. orchestrator and like the the com- the uh, conductor of, of the, you know, the whole ensemble there. So what made you choose this one?
1: That that scene, I think that's the the best scene of the whole cartoon. You know, it's the most eerie, the most creepy. And that song, you know, it just it stayed with you. And, you know, it just puts you in this little, um, you know, this little isolated environment, you know, where he's traveling for survival and you see those little houses in the background, you know, um, it just stuck with me. And it was one of the coolest, you know, I felt like we can get we can do this instrumentally surf, you know. So we gave it a go. This is before uh Jared and uh Ben had joined the group. Uh this was off our second album called The Lonely One. Gotcha. But um yeah so it was a while ago but um, we had a lot of fun doing it. And, um, you know, it was, it was just something, something that was pretty cool. And, you know, it's, it's uh, something I'm proud of too. Um, but I, I really love the uh, that, that whole scene. Again, I think it's the most creepy part of the cartoon. and You know, if people remember it, you know, but a lot of that gets overlooked because right. The pumpkin patch, the great pumpkin, but I, think <laughs> I always thought that was the coolest part of the cartoon.
0: Well, what's y'all's experience in general with uh, the Charlie Brown Halloween special?
1: I uh, I mean, I loved it, um, you know, watching it growing up. You, yeah. always, you know, I think I talked about this uh, last time, but you, you hunt for the specials as the holidays are coming up and the TV guide. And <laughs> yeah, y'all sit down and you, you wait for it. You know, it was, it was such an event. Um, but yeah, I, I loved it. Pretty cool.
0: Right on.
3: What about you guys? It was interesting coming into the band, like I said this that song predates um predates me. Um
0: uh, but I th- I thought the drums weren't as good. Thank you. <laughs> Very good, great. Good, Frankie. Uh, um, uh, it was
3: two anecdotes from it. One, like I hadn't seen it. Um, I guess I'm like a Schultz poser, right? Like I hadn't seen it in years <laughs> since I was like a kid, right? Like right. so. I think last year or the year before, like we, it, it was like on or something. So uh, Erica, my partner and I like watched it and two things struck me. I was like, or three things. I was like, one, like there are some lines in that that are so funny. Like some of that early shows up, like you forget, I guess over time, like the nineties and beyond, I think very much like, um, cleaned up the like Mm -hmm. peanuts like oh it's just like wholesome thing but like some of the lines in that are hilarious and then two like it's so surreal and weird like I didn't even I kind of forgot you sort of forget as a as a uh, casual fan right unlike Frankie as a casual fan (laughs) like I'm very I'm very familiar of like Snoopy wearing the aviator hat like we all know that oh yeah he wears a little thing he's the red baron he like rides his little house around right but like i think i have forgotten. i feel like people forget that that's in the halloween thing like that is this weird um i know it's not sorry schultz like it's this weird acid trip thing that (laughs) happens it's all creepy and then there's like this thing happening um which again i'm like oh is this this is all one thing to the point where like i was watching it and i'm in the band mind you like i played this song many times at this point and like the refrain sort of first creeps up before the scene even happens right you kind of get that like da da, da like right yeah. in the background and i was like which song is this <laughs> is this and like even erica's like as it starts to pick up erica's like oh that's why it's called the baron it's this and i was like oh yeah it's the baron isn't it like it's just. It's one of those, like, I knew it was part of the Peanuts canon. Yeah. Like, you're not, I was not even prepared to get it in the Halloween special. I was like, I thought we were doing Great Pumpkin. I didn't know we were going to go into an extended hallucination about war. (laughs) Really good, you know? <laughs> Which is,
0: it's so yeah you're right it's like ridiculously weird because the yeah. only reason we do this is because he's dressed up as the whatever the, the and we go one off. flying ace yeah. yeah and then it's like yeah his own little side adventure where he's he gets shot down and then he has to cross enemy lines or i mean it's <laughs> it's the weirdest thing right but that flute you know it's got that it's just like yeah yeah you're exactly uh but that flute is just like so haunting you know Mm -hmm. it's like like in that lower register and you're just like what is going on here yeah Uh, and i mean i remember uh and my kids still kind of just look at me weird like what's going on every time it comes on but i remember thinking the same thing as well like okay what's what's happening here like why like get back to charlie brown at the party and and linus and the pumpkin patch like let's get back to that i know i know what's going on there you know it's i watching it like uh um
3: having watched it as a kid and then mm-hmm. joining volcanics and knowing the song in that context and then coming back and revisiting charlie brown like uh it's almost interesting to look at it because i feel like the volcanics interpretation of that song like even the drums are very like not militant but kind of marchy like they have a very right. steady cadence mm-hmm. right and then watching it in the context of the film it's so creepy like I could already see the discussion of Frankie and I, where I would have taken that way different. I would have been like, no dude, this song is so creepy. You got to just let me play creepy drums on this. Like it was, it is not the artistic, it, the song is awesome. Like, but I'm like, oh, this is totally like a different lens of what this would be. I never would have right. taken it down the like, the militant route makes a lot of sense for the Red Baron of it all. hmm but because it takes it so far down that road, that's why I was like, wait, this is a Halloween, it's in the Halloween special? Like, what's yeah. happening?
0: Like, it felt so odd. Right? It's, it's not funny. like a Fourth of July special or anything. Oh, no, yeah. It? I was
3: like waiting for fireworks. And I was like, no, this is a creepy flute solo that happens, like, with silhouettes walking by. Like, the- you know, There's you- this
1: song called Margaya by a surf band, a 1960s surf band called The Fender Four. And it's just constant double picking, very similar to what I was trying to do for the Baron. And so I took those drums and I threw them on the Baron um, as you know, as the platform for, mm-hmm. for for that song. So it was kind of both an homage to the Fender Four and and um, it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Um, but yeah, man, that 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 scene, you see those little houses in the background and, and you see a little light on, you know, it's like, who's in that house? It's supposed to be empty. Who wants to be <laughs> living over there? You know, and it's supposed to, you know, it's such isolation, you know, but, you know, I just remember my imagination at watching as a kid. I just loved that scene. And it was just Mind blowing for me. See, so. I
0: I remember the color palette most of all. Like it's just like mm. this real muted, yes. but but kind of I mean not pastel, but just uh everything everything's just about? real muted as far as like the actual colors, you know. And you yeah. think about a lot of that the stuff that from around this area. You think maybe like the Flintstones and the Jetsons and and you know some of these, and the there's like a particular set of colors that they used every time. And I don't know if it was just the limitations of the medium or what, but like as soon as you see it, you're like, Oh man. Okay. I know, I know where this is. I know exactly when mm-hmm. it's from. Uh, and, and at least for me, it like mm-hmm. just totally takes me back to like being a mm-hmm. kid and watching or something, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So when you play, uh, when you play drums on this, do you try to emulate what the original drummer did or or do you play your own thing? Or is it like a, like a mashup? I mean, <laughs> this is one of the few because <laughs> this is one of the few i play
3: pretty much like the record is because it was one of those like uh having been the guy that has stepped in as the hired gun in many a band uh, it's one of those ones when you listen to the track you go oh a decision was a conscious decision was made here to do this kind of thing Mm -hmm. i will say if you were a future volcanic if i've been fired and you're a future volcanic drummer listening to this the trick is that you have to reverse your hands across it is a right. it's so it listening back to it i was like when i was trying to learn all these songs for the first tour i was like what the hell is happening in this <laughs> because wrong. um because it's a it's the whole entire thing is just a floor time and a snare drum playing the same pattern yeah. for like 3 minutes straight but it feels like 20. Um <laughs> so you have to reverse your hands and then it will do and this is your whole down tempo is over here on the snare and this is playing your, your I mean this is a audio format. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your left hand is crossed under your right to play the accents on the tom and your uh your right hand is playing a consistent 16th notes on a snare drum to carry it along and you will do that until they still to this day have to signal me when the end is because
0: I don't know when it, <laughs> nice. it is a loop it's the loop the whole time I've definitely been in a couple of bands where that <laughs> where we've had to do that so <laughs> no worries there uh Jared if you were if you had been mixing this track what would you have done like would you have done anything differently or would you uh
2: well I would have made it sound good <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shots fired!
2: No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> He'll no, be here no, all I week. Mean, folks. Yeah, no, uh, I wouldn't have done. I wouldn't have done anything different. I mean, you know, you can always go way too far with mm-hmm. production with surf. I mean the way we produce stuff now is even way still still too far for like capture to to cap like in order to capture the real sound of surf like right we already go way too far into like the rock territory you know because if we were going to really do it like old-fashioned we wouldn't put more than one or two mics on the drums and that just would not fly with ben <laughs> or, or most drummers, for that matter, you know, like yeah. Jor- yeah.
3: like well, Jared's just spraying the room
2: right now. <laughs> no, no, no. But, but seriously, this is, the
3: only, this is the only band for the record where you can get in trouble for being too good. <laughs> it's Like a mess. Like, I try so just so the audience. I try so hard on these records, and I really work on these drum parts. These dudes don't care. leave me every time
2: (laughs) no no but it's really really easy to make it's really easy to make every song or every album a guitar only album right because that's all that mattered you know in the days of surf but you know we we that's not exact that's not what we're doing we're you know teasing but i don't i wouldn't i wouldn't have changed the production at all because you know like a few mics on the drums, a few mics, a mic on the guitar, a mic on the bass, and that's all you need. There's mm-hmm. there's nothing else to it. Anything more is too much. You know, you add some some samples or some sounds, sound effects and stuff, and that that's kind of like the icing on the cake. You know, it just does not need anything else. It barely needs to be mixed. You know, you just need to turn things up so that you can hear everything.
0: Right we
3: up. record all of our rehearsals on like a gopro which has like a pretty heavy compressor on it
2: mm-hmm.
3: it pretty much sounds like most bands that we imitate and it's oh, like
2: okay. yeah
3: and it's like a camera in the corner like
2: it's mm-hmm. it's depressing
3: for jared and i but it is <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah Frank frankie loves the one the one mic in the corner of the room technique like if he had his way I think Frankie would be like, yeah, let's just let's drop a mic in the middle of the room and just play the <laughs> whole set.
1: And As ben i get and over, are like, I'm well,
2: what about Ben and I're like, "What about what about all the 15 drum mics we want to put up and you know, what about all up, these I think we put and, up the
3: 15 like we put up a lot of drum mics. It's so on. We put up so many drum mics honestly mm-hmm. to like hear back for like uh, uh performance checks. Like, I sit there, talk about self-defeating, I sit there and, like, analyze, like, boom, 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 these are all perfect, look at this click, dead on, bam, awesome, Saw here, and then we just, Frankie just mutes every channel, like, like, one, and he's like, there's the album, and I'm like, well, at least since I have the 14 mics, I know every hi-hat is right on the grid, like.
0: <laughs> Frankie, what do you have to say about that?
1: I'll do anything. Like I, I'm serious. Like Jared and Ben, you know, I'm the weak link. You know, I'm always catching up to them. You know, like they're the pros, and um you know, I learn a lot, and I'm open. You know, more to the, you know, I've been playing in this band since 2001, and been playing surf before that in the mid 90s, early 90s. Um, but you know, as I kept playing, you know, you start to learn more and you're open to more and you like more. And so, you know, I just, I love what they both bring to the table. I don't have, they're teasing me. I don't have a specific, I like what I like, <laughs> but I'm totally open. We, cheese, to, we tease
3: him. We tease him.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's because he's a good, it's he's he's
0: the guitar do- player,
3: you know yeah. what I mean? The light's yeah. always on him, so we have to bring him down a little
0: bit, bro. <laughs> keep his ego in check. Yeah, we got him. You know, you got All All
3: right.
0: You got to Charlie yeah, like, Brown him. Like yeah, you got <laughs> <Charlie, laughs> Yes,
3: exactly. Like, you got to give him a rock. You got to give him a rock times. every once in a while. Give him a rock today.
2: So you got the, spot, the spotlight's on him, and then you wait for the spotlight to be on him before you tell him his flies down. that's that's the secret guys you heard it here first (laughs) oh man
0: (laughs) i mean um but jared you actually don't you teach a class on like mixing and stuff like that at a university is that right
2: um um, i i do teach at um los angeles college of music in pasadena um i teach sporadically um music production uh, mostly um how to use uh software to to record yeah gotcha. you know signal processing and um things like that um but yeah mixing is definitely part of some of the stuff I teach but i mean i just love i just love doing it i would do it i mean i i do it for fun
3: he does it for free for us so
2: it's great now the, <laughs> yeah the yeah the volcanics like like i'm always i'm always wanting i'm always telling these guys let's record let's like what's the next recording project i'm always pushing recordings cuz that's really, like, that's my little, like, you know, your little piece of, of heaven a, there. Piece of the pie, you know? Yeah. Like, that's what I love. Like, I think, I think they like playing out and doing shows more than I do, which I still enjoy that, but not nearly as much as I used to. And now I just, like, I'm always thinking of, like, recording ideas and, like, concept, you know, ideas, like, you know, like Ichabod Crane, you know, like, i love that kind of stuff like having an idea or a story or something that's already there and then you have to build the music around it right on yeah
1: i i love this lineup because we all push each other in certain ways and you know we 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 um just explore what's possible and and um it's just i'm having the time of my life you know Uh, it's just unfortunate covid hit everything stopped but you know, I, I'm excited. You know, we Jared and I, this new album, you know, we shared writing duties for for this new full link coming up. And then, you know, Ben is like the master of so
3: many things, you know,
2: arranging and, um, and, and sequencing yeah. and uh, I just get
3: I would just get iPhone recordings from them of
2: like a guitar
3: player or just a guitar mm-hmm. from like line for like three minutes. And I'd be like, what is like, what's it? Should be that like with no notes, and they would just do that. And, like, I guess that's like kind of the byproduct of like the late stage of of COVID, right? Like, normally we would right. work together on the previous EPs we've done together. Like, we get in a room and we work through the songs, mm-hmm. and then we finally get the chance to do a full length together. And we did not get to get in a room and work on any songs I would get iPhone text messages audio memos that were like here's the song and they'd be like and I would just sort of have to take a hard swing at like what I thought they were trying to do and then yeah. I would just send tracks back and be like this and they'd be like that is way too complicated like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: man that's gotta be tough i've i'm pretty blessed in that um i've still been able to like get together with a couple of friends here and there to just play and jam but i mean we're not like a band or anything we don't do shows we don't really care if we record so we just jam you know and just have fun with it um but trying to write a song like i cannot write a song with someone else like i need to write it myself because i know what i want and i have all my Mm. ideas So the collaboration process, I've never been really good at with other people. Uh, Like arranging is different, but like to the actual Mm -hmm. writing of the song, like for me, it's like, no, no, uh, this is the song. Okay, now come up with your part, you know. I
1: I used to be like that, you know, where the song that you come up with and a melody is very personal and, and, you know, you know how it's supposed to sound. But again, as I got older, you know, I started enjoying, you know, Jared saving me, or or ex. I I I still write with our ex bass, our bass player, the, our very first bass player. You know, he'll come up with a lick and we'll write together. But there's a lot of songs that Jared and I wrote together, or we jam together, share ideas, and mm-hmm. so it's it's just it's helpful. It's like it's it's fun, and you get to pick each other's brain, and you know you know and so I, I'm just loving it. It's 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 a lot of fun, it's just growing and continuing to produce and create so
0: it's cool so uh gonna be any extended uh drum solos or bass solos on this upcoming album
2: there will not be any bass solos (laughs) there was a couple (laughs) there was a couple
3: cool drums things they
0: all got deleted dude
2: (laughs) Frankie what are you doing
0: man come on let let the guys let the boys solo there there are some like it is this
3: album is pretty it's so uh, again as like the Oddly, still the new guy who's been here for three years. Like, <laughs> it's like uh, if you listen to previous Volcanic albums mm-hmm. as a fan, you're like, oh, I can def like, you can see, oh, this is, impl- this song is really influenced by this, or like, this mm-hmm. is kind of the space that lives in this new album. Got a couple curveballs, for you, man? There's a couple things on and there. A a couple, good thing. There's that, a couple drum a and bass moments on here where you're like, "No surf band's got that going right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody tried that one before." You
1: even did that on the on the Christmas album.
3: Yeah, the, this yeah. Cool, the Christmas album is a teaser of like, "Hey." Of what's to come, I guess. So ben, that's exciting. Ben, it really
1: is exciting. he pushes the limits. He does, you know. Um, you know, he he can stick to traditional surf when it calls for it, but then most of the time he brings out his pop. You know, is you know, and he, he'll push the limits. So
3: it's. <laughs> I would send it's, it's like two theme. versions. I would send two versions. I'd be like, so here's what it is with a surf beat for three minutes straight, or you could do this. You know. There was like one song Jared sent around that he had worked on and sent like a track through. And I was like, again, like you just kind of had to isolate. So I would just go to a studio by myself and listen to the thing and go, what do I think he's, what do I think this is supposed to do? Right. And I remember I was working on it and it had like a weird time signature. It was like really on some Devo kind of stuff. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> I'm down. But like, nice. yeah. so I texted him and I was like, yo, like before I commit, he's like, Dude, you could do four on the floor all the way through and it'd work. Oh, good point. Yeah, I think I might be overthinking this. And I was like, but what about this Devo thing? And Jared, and Jared is my, Jared's my accomplice in nonsense. So he was like, oh yeah, do the Devo thing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the, there was only one song that I had a, 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 a an opinion about was Lost Souls, but that was... That that was because
0: about I love it. <laughs>
1: yeah, only, only because it was a song that I used to play in an old surf band that me and Jared were in back in the nineties, and it was already established at least for us. You know, yeah. it never it never found the the light of day, and so I kind of wanted to you know just bring it as my little baby, you know, into the volcanics and and pay it homage and you know play it how we how it was done as best as we could but other than that then then took it you know you get Ben did pretty pretty cool stuff all over the
2: album Ben you do walk a fine line between like <laughs> pushing boundaries and keeping things actually sounding surf mm-hmm.
3: I always yes. play something and then I look at them to see if they're angry. <laughs> <out.
2: laughs> it's like a, you know,
3: it's like, what is the, like this story? Again, this is like the eighties podcast. So those are read like that. What is the, like, if you give a mouse a cookie. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah.
3: You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what if I just snuck this fill in here? And you if get they a don't a glass of it, milk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then I'm like, maybe maybe this thing, you know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, and you know what? And if you're having fun with that, you know, yeah. it, it's it's it gives you more purpose, you know. So I'm all. Everything for it. is a it
3: negotiation, works. you know. It's like, been it's oh,
1: been wow. everything. You you know when you're listening to we're in the studio and we're like, okay, is this gonna work? But then, shit, it works, you know. So far <laughs> <parts> so <are> good.
0: <laughs> right on. I, yeah, you know you got to keep it fresh, right? But but also mm-hmm. you, you want to like you want to uh, be respectful. Excuse me, respectful as the medium, but also like you got to make sure that you're interesting enough that people can distinguish you from other bands of, of the similar genre. Right? Sure.
1: And yeah. you want to enjoy what you're
0: doing. And, and exactly. Yeah. I, I, Cause I imagine, I mean, I feel bad for like the drummer of ACDC. Cause like that dude's never played a lick, like in his life, you know, like no fills. Yeah. It's just, just, <laughs> just. just so feel good, though. Yeah. I think, I, I mean, to me though,
3: like this is, uh, this is, this definitely files in the, like, probably no one cares about this, but me, but it's okay. Okay. And I mean, universally, no one is interested. No one is. But like, I think so often, Mm -hmm. uh, especially in surf, I would notice so many times that guitar licks would like pay homage to other things or like Mm -hmm. this would incorporate this element of this. So with drums, I was like, well, nobody ever does that. So there's so many little fills. I like to sneak into things. Uh, So Many of them, not from surf. Don't tell Frankie, but like (laughs) I love to work things in just on the hope. Just fingers crossed someday, like some drummer will be like, isn't that the thing from this? Like, did he just put a, you know, whatever, we'll leave it blank. Did he just put a blank fill in this surf song? Hopefully someone, <laughs> if
0: you ever notice, please send me a message on Facebook. <laughs> Reach out to I ben, know please. somebody is paying attention. <laughs> well, and see, that's like a big, that's like a famous thing in like bebop. And, uh, you know, in in jazz, I'm a huge jazz fan. I love bebop and like all the bops, post bop, hard bop, whatever, whatever. But uh, like, that's one of the things in their solos, they would like quote just random, like sometimes nursery rhyme songs, just, you know, just to kind of throw it in there in their licks, just a tiny little a little bit there in their solo so when i hear someone do that it's like yeah that you know you know i'm like that meme of uh leonardo dicaprio you yeah know, he's, pointing he's at the pointing, tv you know <laughs> that's like me
3: <laughs> I, that's my only hope is i hope someone hears some weird thing i do and go did he just do the gene krupa thing from this thing like yes he did like yes it's
0: there <laughs> any anybody rich in there no he's too mean he'd never let me do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah good point point. <laughs> and i'm untalented so it's okay no <laughs> no 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 That's my... i can't pull off a buddy rich
3: like but like the early days gene krupa i got you know right he was more of a substance <laughs> over flash guy so i yeah i gravitate that direction
0: <laughs> <laughs> i dig it man i dig it um so be you know before we like move on to the the final bits or whatever uh talking about charlie brown (laughs) because i know we barely like talked about anything but i think it's it's awesome i've been i've been enjoying just this musical talk like i don't i rarely get to talk music with someone uh especially people like in a band that aren't like my friends who don't really care at all about christmas podcasts so i mean this is like great i i love this um, but Charlie Brown, um, would is that one? I mean, I know, Ben, you already said that you kind of hadn't seen it in a while. What about you guys? Is that one that you would like? Would have to watch every Halloween or try to?
1: Absolutely. I, I watch it n- numerous times. I watched Fricky's it last even night.
2: Frankie's even got the the little track with them with the the peanuts the gang like r- running around this cemetery right on top yeah, of your... yeah yeah oh, nice.
1: kinds of stuff I, yeah, yeah so it's it's one of my number ones i go to um every halloween you know i i show it to my students you know and we we're talking <laughs> about that you know yeah. so um you know it's it's one of the be- not the best
2: <laughs> i wonder do kids watch it these days like you know what?
1: Some like, will take interest in it. Some, some are too, uh, desensitized, um, to have yeah. interest, you know, they don't, they, they're not patient enough, but yeah. there's a few where, you know, just, it's, it's, it's like you guys were saying earlier, it's, it's, it's a little far out, you know, and, um, so I think that alone intrigues them, um, so you know just the whole story great pumpkin what's a great pumpkin you know and just
3: <laughs> it's coming that. back to tv this year right did you see it that is. like last year
0: it wasn't yeah this year it's coming back to network tv oh, awesome. yeah people got upset about that oh yeah, yeah. Pulled it, off. it was like yeah. like i think it had been running for what like 50 years or something like right. that yeah. and all of a sudden it wasn't anymore and people were just mad uh which i mean i get there's like oh, a yeah. sacred like, yeah exactly Like some sort of uh yeah, sacredness that you just you don't mess with like things like like that, you know?
1: Yeah, like Thanksgiving, you know, it's some things are just sacred, you know, in our culture, but you know, culture is always changing. So
0: that's true. But I mean there's something about like Linus. Trying to convince Sally to stay with him in the great, you know, in the pumpkin patch to wait for the great pumpkin, and I love her reaction when like he doesn't show up, and she's like, "I was robbed," and like, "You owe me yeah. restitution." And yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know, it's like, and I think doesn't even say something about like I thought little girls are supposed to be nice or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude,
3: there's so many lines in there where. You- coming Great. back
0: to it i was like there's a
3: lot of lines in here that are like who is was this this who's is this not spore? a kid yeah yeah, yeah. Like, who's this for like yeah. there's all these weird like not weird but like cool little like snide lines in it and then there's this acid trip war
0: sequence like movie's <laughs> yeah. wild like it's one of those uh and, and this one it, it kind of happens in the christmas one too but definitely more in this one where there's like these different it's it's almost like vignette, like there's these little vignettes that kind of they they combine, you know, and, and these these storylines that don't really merge, but then they kind yeah. of merge at the end, you know. Yeah, where Snoopy all of a sudden emerges and he's still wearing the the what is it, the red baron or the flying ace uh, yeah gear. And then of course Linus is like, Is that him? And he faints from like excitement. And you know, it's like they they kind of merge at the end, but they don't really they really have nothing to do with each other. You yeah. Know?
1: <laughs> they could have been like the, the whole cartoon could have been like four different comic strips.
0: Exactly. Just
1: pieced together.
0: And, and I kind of feel like that's what he did. I feel like he, he had these, this idea and then he's like, okay, this isn't going to be 30 minutes. What else can I do to, to stretch this yeah, out? He's like, totally. oh, what about that red Baron idea I had? You know, like that's the, the vibe you get. <laughs> totally. Yeah. But in the end, well, poor Linus doesn't get to meet his great pumpkin. Yeah, but spoiler we did get alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah,
2: <laughs> like as but, if you haven't seen it fifteen thousand times <laughs> for
0: real. Uh, hey, I got kids. I, I watch it at least like five times each October. So, <laughs> oh man. Um, but you know, it does make me wonder. What would you guys say would be like your hap, hap happiest memory or moment with these specials here?
2: Mm, happiest every year is the happiest.
0: <laughs> it's a good. It's a good attitude.
2: <laughs> you know when it comes on it's like you instantly go to that place you ha- you have the feeling you're like you know it's the holidays yeah. You know mm-hmm. that, that it's there's festivities that you, your family your friends you know that there's things going on the energy the mood's up you know mm-hmm. and and those kind of are one of the things that are like the it's like the starting gates it's like yep here we go yeah it's awesome you know Yeah. It's
1: just an overall good feeling, you know, it's like Christmas and and Halloween's the one uh, time of the year where you just see the community all coming out together, you know, decorating, Um, you know, you don't know what political party or ethnicity anybody is. It just, everyone's just, you know, decorating and you're one, it's unity and it's just, it's really nice to see and, you know, it takes you back to that special place as a kid and what you grew up and just what it's all about. So, you know, it's just nothing but, but,
0: uh, goodness. So I dig it. What about you, Ben? I mean, I think, yeah, to
3: Frankie's point, like, I think it was always, I feel like, uh, everybody had, uh, I don't know if just everybody's grandma had like a VHS of Ichabod and like, (laughs) I feel That's like the they right. used to sell the VHS of Great Pumpkin at like gas stations or something like if those were always those go-to ones where yep. it was like somebody was like uh, I think it really drills down into like the Thanksgiving season too like so many times where it'd be like all right everybody's cooking over here All right, you little dummies like here you're going to watch this VHS you know what I mean like I don't know oh, yeah. if I, I, don't I don't know, know if I'd that. ever want to see it's almost weird to see uh it, you know Ichabod and and uh and uh uh, Grey Pumpkin and stuff without that like VHS fuzz on it you know you're like I didn't even know this stuff. like how did yeah. y'all clean this up like this is supposed to look like a mess like this is supposed to look like that VHS that you've like taped off of TV 10 yeah. years ago and played a million times like it's always got bad commercials in it like you know what I mean like that's kind of the uh, the the aesthetic
0: of it all right uh, oh for real yeah. watching
3: it now you're like oh yeah I remember this whole thing
0: yeah and mine's kind of, I mean, mine's basically what you guys are saying. And I, I, same thing. I just have very fond memories of, of watching it with my family. Uh, of course, now it's with my kids, but uh, you know, I, I just remember the teachers like wheeling out those carts and all of a sudden they'd press play and like turn the lights off. And you know, it was like the best day ever because you weren't doing any work. And it's like, as soon as you saw it, it's like, you knew that like, okay, all the holidays are coming. So pretty soon yeah. it's going to be Christmas break. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to get some presents and it's going to be awesome. You know, yeah, Yeah, sure.
3: Halloween's like the beginning of that. Cause like Thanksgiving, like Thanksgiving, you'd always get a few days off. Christmas, you got a bunch of days off, but like first you had Halloween, which was literally just a holiday where people handed you free candy. (laughs) Like we're really (laughs) entering
0: into like good, the good vibe here. You know, Yeah. free candy. Who, who's going to say no to free candy, you know? right <laughs> uh so now we come to my favorite part of the show which is a little segment i like to call gag me with the spoon so this is where we do our best impression of our least favorite part of the episode or special uh so just kind of set up the scene
2: for us and then
0: um <laughs> just kind of go for it
2: <laughs> i must confess that i don't have uh i don't dislike anything i, I <laughs> okay, probably well then- yeah
0: then you can do your favorite part <laughs>
1: okay there we go um how about line uh no um uh, lucy lucy going asking for candy when she says uh, um can i have an extra piece of candy for my stupid brother <laughs> 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 something yeah. like that right <laughs> yeah He's trying to get the candy for linus because he didn't go chicken
3: treating. Yeah. again a line like that watching it now i was like who having not watched it for long and coming back you're like wait who is that line for like i don't know if you could write that i don't think you could <laughs> write that not, now. uh, nowadays yeah. Brother? Yeah. yeah you'd get in yeah, trouble yeah, nowadays
1: brother. <laughs> Great. Uh,
3: yeah like I, I, I i'll i'll go next but like even i don't know how this became a plot point but just when he's like they go around of who got who got who has gotten treats and it's like i got a rock you're like <laughs> So funny, but you're like, what is that punchline? Like
0: it happens to him like four or five times.
3: Four times you're like, what? You're like, I get that this is funny in context, but this does imply that in the peanuts neighborhood, I don't know if it has a name, maybe it does. Sorry. That adults do frequently often give kids rocks. <laughs> they trick them. Is this an old tradition? Maybe I, I have no idea. Like, I need a wikipedia this like you need to,
0: like, give people rocks. I feel like you could go down like a deep rabbit hole. What happened
1: to his costume?
0: <laughs> All the holes. <laughs> he had a little yeah. trouble with the scissors. Um, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, I mean I'll go ahead and go. So uh mine's also from Linus and it's uh this is the dumbest line ever but he's like waiting to see where like everybody's coming to trick or treat and he says, "Um, hey, have you come to sing pumpkin carols?" Like, what are you talking about, man? Oh,
1: <laughs> Pumpkin carols. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs>
0: yeah, pretty pretty ridiculous there. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah. I don't know if you wanted to do one, Jared, but if not, that's cool.
2: Uh, maybe after after the holidays this year, we can revisit <laughs> okay, this topic. Okay. You know what? I'll just I'll edit it. I'll put it mind. in post.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, it does make me wonder. Like GI Joe taught us that knowing is half the battle. What do you guys think the other half is?
1: Um, don't get shot down behind enemy li- enemy lines, and don't piss off your girlfriend, especially if she's hungry and she wants candy.
0: <laughs> that's a good. That's that's, that's a good. One. Very, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good advice in general, folks. <laughs> Noted. Right,
3: and for Ichabod, <laughs> for Ichabod. Never hit on girls at a bar.
0: <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if there's a hunky dude that's kind of like into him as well. Exactly. <laughs> and there's a
1: killer, there's a killer ghost out and about. <laughs> right. Pick your battles. That's right. Wait, yeah. the,
3: wait, this is a, this is a joke on Frankie. Sorry. The lesson of Eggbot is don't become a school teacher. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean that's those are better than mine. I think mine is uh, you know, so if no one's half the battle, the other the other half is getting your documents notarized. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, I forgot about that. it's good.
0: <laughs> yeah, poor poor Charlie Brown. He just can't catch a break. <laughs> uh guys, this has been so much fun. But you know, tell me about like all your new stuff coming out and, and your side projects. Tell me about everything.
1: Oh, uh um well dan ben has a has a, a clothing line Dogula, right
3: oh yeah yeah non-music related uh but my partner and i run a run a I, uh company uh that uh supports animal rescue nice. so we um we work with um like punk rock and metal like designers throughout the scene, uh, to design t-shirts that, uh, advocate for animal rescue. Uh, we sell them through our website in limited batches and then 50% of the proceeds goes back to, uh, support, uh, animal rescue. It's called dogula hit it on the Google. Um, but yeah, that's what we do. And then I, on the music side, fill in for whatever band, uh, needs me and
2: has a couple of bucks, Uh, (laughs) <laughs> nice. Why why are you playing with us then?
3: I don't know. It's so there's this thing called make a
0: wish, right? <laughs> wait, wait who's who's the kid and who's the foundation here? Yeah, I don't know.
2: <laughs>
1: um That's awesome. Jared and I play in uh uh like a 1960s style RB type band called Gina Georgette and the monarchs, and we got some stuff being released very soon so we're excited for that we got um some shows coming up and um you know we're going to be putting out some digital releases along with the vinyl on a record label called the altered state of reverb so um want to be looking out for that as well and um you know so having a lot of fun google us (laughs) we'll be on instagram we are on instagram facebook and check us out so jared jared records us out as well so um looking for uh, i think we're gonna be releasing two songs uh next in like three weeks or so so we'll be, cool we'll be, yeah
0: right on so your date's coming up
1: oh yeah we have some shows coming up uh november 20th um where are we playing then um Oh, Secret Island. Secret Island in Long Beach, California. Uh, We have like two sets there, and then we're playing a December show. We're probably going to be breaking out the Christmas songs for these two shows off of our uh, Christmas EP. Um, The second one's in Riverside, California. Um, um, So that's going to be a lot of fun.
3: Um, Yeah. We're entering into the Christmas season. The funny thing about releasing a Christmas record during quarantine is that when Christmas the next season hits, you have to play a lot of shows because you have boxes and boxes of Christmas records <laughs> you really need to sell. So we're, we're about to hit the mass Christmas booking. So, hey, if you're listening to this, uh, send us an email. Uh, get to us on Instagram. Uh, we are booking holiday shows.
0: <laughs> yeah. Nice. <Bless> <laughs> uh, I love it, man. I love it. Uh, guys, it's been so much fun. It uh it really has and, and thanks for coming Likewise. on again.
1: Thank you for having us. Yeah. We enjoyed it. Always always a great time.
0: For sure. I'll have to have you all on, on again just to talk something random.
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> all right, I'll hold you to that. And on that note, I'm gonna end it by saying Odds, Gadzooks. Look at that old spook of spooks. Checking us out on our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're feeling like Lucy taking care of her younger brother who fell asleep in a pumpkin patch, leave us a review on iTunes. Not only does it help us reach more people, but you also get a free sticker. Now, don't forget to check out our bonus episodes and our merch shop on tpublic.com. Later, dudes.